Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. On today's Patriot Nation podcast, we are coming to you on a Thursday instead of a Friday because the Patriots are playing tonight, Thursday night. Alex Barth from CLNS Media on talking some uh, some Patriots. We do have some interesting conversations with him. A few hot takes thrown in there. It's a, it's a fun conversation, and so you don't want to miss it. So buckle up and cue the music. Stack receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands. He has it. Wilson, quick throw. And it's intercepted. Intercepted. Got the Butler. Butler has it at the one. Bags, we're back. It's a short week and a Thursday night football game, and you'll be there. And I feel like I feel like every single Thursday night home game, it's raining at every single one of them. Yeah, it wasn't great last year versus the Colts, if I can remember. Um, the year yeah. before, who'd they play the year before? Was it they played the Jet? Well, they played the Jets like two years in a row, and it yep. poured both times. Yeah, they raised the banner against the Steelers, and when it was pouring yeah. out, it's just like it's crazy. Yeah, so, so I'll be uh, I'll seems be in like, your seats. Seems like it is every I will, year. I will be yeah, in your you seats. Be. Soaked, absolutely soaked. But hey, I'm not complaining. <laughs> I'm pumped. I can't wait to go. Uh, it's been a while, so uh, get a little fan fan aspect to it uh, this week. I'll get to see a lot yeah. more. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Thanks, Pat. Yep. Appreciate it. Of course, man. It's fun, I, and that's one of those things where, like, I always say. You know, we have the season tickets, obviously, and I always like to, you know, when we when we sell those tickets, we always who, who will enjoy it and who, you know, appreciates how, you know, how much fun it is. And, you know, you never want to be like, oh, you know, uh, I'm dragging my kid to the game or whatever, and I'm selling that person a ticket. And they're like, you know, the kid kind of doesn't want it. It's always like, you know, someone that really is excited about it. And that's that's what I'm excited about. It's like. I'm almost as excited for you to go as I am to go myself. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty go. I'm pretty pumped about it. Oh, I can't wait, so, man. But let hey, let's get into a little bit before we get into Barth. Quick, quick little conversation. Yeah. Once again, it feels like we're doing this every week. Promise, listeners, once we get a good football team to play, we will break <laughs> them down, X's and O's, and see what kind of matchups to look for. But it's not even worth it with these guys, especially with Evan Engram, Saquon Barkley, Everyone. Sterling Shepard, Wayne Gallman, everybody out. But I'm interested to see uh, – I guess we could touch upon it a little bit. I'm interested to see Daniel Jones because I think uh, – He's pretty good. I, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a quarterback guy. I like watching good quarterbacks. 
And, um, you know, al- although his, his last two games haven't been great, and Bill Belichick's, what, 5-17 and 17 career versus rookie quarterbacks, I think they're 0-12 at Foxborough. I could be just mm-hmm. rambling here, but the, the record's not great. Uh, he has no right. chance tonight. Absolutely no chance. Um, no, I don't see how I don't see how Daniel Jones beats him. And look, I think for him, you know, he went from a laughing stock when they drafted him, like this is the worst pick ever, to you know he looks like one of the better rookie quarterbacks. And you know he's looked a hell of a lot better than Kyle Murray. Now you could say his team's a hell of a lot better than Kyle Murray, but is it? I don't know. I mean, like I know he has Saquon, but Saquon's been out the last two weeks, so. You know, it, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I mean, I guess the team's better, but I don't know if it actually is better. I mean, yes, the offensive line in, in Arizona is terrible, but so is the offensive line in, in, in New Jersey. So it's not as if, like, you know, as if it's night and day, and he's looked pretty darn good. And so, you know, I think that everyone kind of jumped the gun on that. I think that that's a cool storyline regardless of, of, you know, of how he ends up being uh, overall. But I think it's I think it's a fun it's a fun little aspect, fun little storyline to it. Um, yeah, and and so we'll see. And look, I mean, he's a rookie quarterback on a Thursday night against the Patriots. First time he's playing Belichick. He just, I mean, he's got he's got almost no chance at winning the game. And but you know, but it is going to be fun to watch him out there still. And uh, you know, for Patriots fans, I mean, it's going to probably be even more fun just because of that. You know. Yeah, and and I think too we talk about it a little bit with Alex. I think the the weather will obviously um, it might be a slow start for both teams, and we might see a little bit of what we did last week from 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 a first half perspective, and then obviously the Patriots just their experience factor will kick in. They'll wear you down. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 excited to see. I think um, you know it, it'll be cool. And I always think too, like for Dan Jones is uh, my age, I believe. I think he's 22 or 23. <laughs> Uh, around my age, like I can't even imagine him on Thursday night football prime time. You get to, you get to play against Tom Brady. Like that alone is just from putting it into a player perspective real quick. Like that, that's gotta be so cool. I mean, you grew up and this guy, you know, was he's ever like, especially in new England, he's my childhood. Like I've been alive for 22 years. Tom Brady's been the quarterback for starting for 19 years. Like he's my childhood. And and Daniel Jones has obviously been a big football fan his whole life. He saw Tom Brady his whole life. Like that, that's gotta be so cool from that aspect. And obviously Mahomes did it in the AFC championship game and and almost beat him. If maybe if he got a chance to touch the ball. Um, But it, it, just putting it in that perspective is is crazy. I know I'm rambling here, but just putting it I like in that little, just like, he, I like yeah. that little shot there, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't scoring anyways. <laughs> but you know, it's it's one of those things. I mean, it is. It's it's gonna be exciting for him for sure. Um, I think you, you know, sometimes tend to get lost in the moment. I think that happened to Sean McVay, uh, you know, in the Super Bowl, where where he got kind of lost in the moment going against Belichick and I don't know if that's necessarily going to happen to him. Uh, one thing I am excited to see, and I, I, I think I think it's interesting that the Patriots did it intentionally because typically when the Giants play the Patriots, he, uh, Manning is usually there. Now, he may not be there this game, um, but Tom Brady is very close to passing Peyton Manning in the all-time passing yards. And Eli uh, will be leader. holding a clipboard across the and side. And Eli will be holding a clipboard watching while Brady passes him. And that's just just a little poetic, uh, just a little poetic there. And I think it's not a coincidence that Brady came out super early last week. You know, it's one thing. I mean, he came out early the week before, yes. 
But to me, it was the Jets, and it was almost like a, the, they were laughing in the Jets' face, like "You suck," and this is how much you suck. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna put someone else in. But to me, I thought they did it with the with with the Redskins specifically because of that that they were saving or trying to save uh, trying to save that that uh, that record until Manning, if they could, and, and they and they did. And so, you know, that should be that should be fun to watch too. But I mean, it's look, you know we can sit here and diagnose it and talk about, you know, the Patriots defense against the offense and all this other stuff. And I don't honestly, I don't even know who the Giants are starting running back. I, I have no idea. I, I don't know who the hell's the third string running back. I have no idea. So like, I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't care to know. It doesn't matter to me. He's not fantasy relevant. So it doesn't matter that in that, in that perspective. And, you know, and, and so it's not going to make a difference. So I just look at it and say, okay, I don't know. They're going to try out some bum out there at running back. Who the hell is their backup tight end? I mean, the last backup tight end I remember, I remember was Kevin Boss, and that was seven years ago. So who the hell knows? Like, it just, it doesn't matter. It just, it makes no difference. They're going to get absolutely shellacked by the Patriots. And I know Alex said it, and you just said it too, and you'll hear Alex say it in a little while. But you know, it could be a little bit of a slower start because of it's because it's raining or whatever. The elements don't typically affect the Patriots the same way they do other teams. Um, and so I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots actually came out pretty strong, especially since they've been playing so badly, especially in the first half lately. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see if they came out a little strong in this game and and just, you know, just brought the friggin' woodshed on the Giants and Giants just quit at halftime and then that's it, you know? Amen, Pat. I mean, it's, it like I said, and I love beating up on the Giants just because of what happened in the Super Bowl and um, yeah. it'll be bittersweet when Brady breaks the record tomorrow. And like you said, Eli's holding a clipboard across the, uh, across the sideline, <laughs> kind of just a little, you know, you, you got me in the Super Bowl and that ultimately what matters, but like, Hey, I'm going to stick, st- I'm going to push your buttons a little bit here. So, right. Um, right. Exactly. Yeah. So, but anyways, but that's, that's all we got here. Uh, Spag's going to enjoy the game, obviously. And I believe, uh, that Mark is actually, uh, instant reaction show for you on friday so we kind of moved a few shows around um and we will have that same instant reaction show for you on friday we'll have a radio rewind on saturday i don't know to be honest with you um i know i won't have a show on sunday because my sister's getting married on saturday so i'm going to be awfully busy this weekend um but i don't know if we're going to have a show on sunday to be honest with you so we may not have anything but um but either way we appreciate you uh you coming along and uh, we're going to get into alex barth we're going to do that right after this though this is advertiser content brought to you by frito-lay hello i'm chip murphy here to get you ready for the big tournament tonight we'll break down we break down who will be cutting cut what are you two doing sorry chip prez here got his feathers ruffled when i told him ruffles has zero chance of winning the title And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito
All right, we're going to welcome onto the show a reporter from CLNS Media, Alex Barth. Alex, welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely, absolutely. So listen, let's get right into it. Uh, you know, obviously, Patriots playing the Giants, uh, well, I guess, tonight. And, um, well, when you, at least when you're listening to this tonight, we're not recording Thursday morning, but, but you know, Thursday night. And they basically have no one on offense. Uh, you know, Ingram is out. Gallman is out. Saquon is out. Sterling Shepard is out. I don't know what the heck they're going to do. They're going to be throwing the little giants out there to play against the Patriots uh, on Thursday night. It's Is it going to be a bloodbath like like we expect it's going to be? It could be. You know, the rain's going to kind of be a bit of an equalizer. It's supposed to be pretty extreme conditions, nor'easter. Um, the Patriots are probably going to sit some guys, too. We already know Philip Dorsett sitting. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Rex Burkhead get another game off. We see Patrick yeah. Chung get another game off. So, That'll equalize it. I think it's going to be sort of like last week. We all thought it was going to be a blowout. It's probably closer than we wanted to start. Ultimately, we approached blowout territory. It kind of turned into a blowout in the end there. I think you could see something similar. What's tricky about it right now, kind of like I said before, is the Patriots are just dealing with health issues and keeping guys fresh and giving guys games off that it, it's not the full-strength Patriots. If it was the full-strength Patriots, you're looking at a 40-50 point game, but they're, they're going to be, with the rain especially now, they're going to be very careful about how they use people tomorrow, tonight. Yeah, wow. yes, I agree 100%. I mean, they're definitely going to be careful about what they're doing. Um, even at not at full strength, this defense has been just otherworldly. And I know, you know, the argument, of course, that they haven't played anyone offensively. And I guess that argument's going to remain the same after this week. But what they've been able to do is just so ridiculous. I mean, the amount of sacks they piled up, is just is, is mind blowing, and you know to have twenty four sacks after five games, you just like what is going on? They have interceptions, you know. The uh, I think they have uh, more than double the amount of interceptions that of the second place team in the NFL. It, it's it's really been unbelievable what they've been doing, and uh, you know we're assuming it keeps up. But I my question really is, do you think it'll keep up all year long? I mean, not like this. You you mentioned the strength of the opponents that doesn't help, but. They're going to be an elite defense all year. They're going to be, if not the top unit in the league, a top three unit in the league. They're the best secondary in the NFL. And I don't really think it's close. They might have no. the best linebacker group in the NFL when you really get into the depth of it, too. It's not just yeah. – that's the thing about this defense. It's not just that they're top heavy, and this is where it really hinges on things continuing. A lot of times you get units like this, you say, oh, they could be so good, and then one or two guys get hurt and it all falls apart. They have so much depth on that defensive side of the ball. It's not just the top-end talent. The guys, you know, 6 through 20 on the defense are just as impressive as guys 1 through 5. So I absolutely think they have it in them to keep it up. Will they end up the number one defense in football? You know, the schedule gets a little tougher, and if they have this thing locked up by the first week in December, maybe they'll lay a couple games and those numbers come down a bit. But, no, this is a legitimate defense. I know some people are saying don't put them in with the 2000 Ravens or don't put them in with the O2 box or the 2014 Seahawks. No, that's fair. They absolutely belong in that conversation. I think they absolutely do. Yeah. And speaking of the 2014 Seahawks, uh, number 72, Michael Bennett has seen his snap count um, obviously drop as we, as we approach each week. And, and that just speaks volumes to this depth. I mean, look at Chase Winovich. Uh, He's got four sacks. You know, I'm not I'm not too sure the exact number of snaps he's playing, but he's not an every down player. I think if you look around the league, he's probably playing 90 percent, 80 to 90 percent of snaps on 
pretty much maybe 85 to 90 percent of defenses around the league. And he he's having it like they, they, Belichick touched upon it this week. They just name name another defense in the league that's rotating twenty guys in and out. It's it's absolutely insane. Right. You lose one guy. I mean, obviously Gilmore is your X factor. Hightower and Collins, they're your X factors. If you do lose them along the way, that's still a big loss. But not many teams have the ability to be able to at least put a band aid on those and be able to survive versus a lot of this league. Because look around the league. I mean. If you look around the league with the quarterback situations, I mean, oh, it, it's 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 so bad. And I know they're going to eventually have to beat one down the stretch and in January and February. But I mean, the the depth of this defense is gonna it's gonna put up unbelievable numbers versus a lot of the teams they play all year. Yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna. I think we're gonna see a lot more of what we've seen looking down the road. They have Baltimore, which some people think that that's a good offensive team. I for one do not. Uh, mm-hmm. Dallas could be an interesting one. Cleveland, although they look impotent at times, they do have some offensive firepower, and that's going to be their Super Bowl coming into Gillette, a primetime game. They're going to have to show up for that one. So you're going to get some offensive tests here in the next couple weeks before the bye. But, yeah, the schedule certainly helps, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you the schedule is the reason they're the number one defense in football. They're not. Yeah. There are yeah. other teams who have played schedules that are, you know, I wouldn't say easier, but just as easy. And they're not the number one defense in football. Right. So yeah, and and the other thing is, Jeff, I'm I'm looking forward to the the Dallas game just because I mean, obviously they face Le'Veon Bell, but he's not Le'Veon Bell in front of that line, and and obviously Luke Falk. Uh, but to face Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott, that's going to be in New England. Awesome atmosphere. Obviously, you get Mahomes in early December. That'll be an awesome game. I'm really, but the one I'm really focused on, and obviously the Kansas City is huge, I really can't wait for this Philly game. I think that's a real test for this defense. It's going to be on the road. You know that environment. Um, obviously, Wentz, you know, and, and they're they're starting to get a little bit healthy with Deshaun Jackson um, getting getting a little more healthy. And Alshon Jeffrey, like I mentioned, Nelson Aguilar, they got some they got some weapons on offense that can give a little bit of, um, and you know, obviously I don't want to look too, too far down the road, but as far as some games coming up, that's the one I'm kind of circling because I think that'll be a real interesting one for this defense. I'll tell you overall the one I'm looking for. It's not so much about the defense, but I can't wait for the rematch against the Bills. I think mm. right now through five weeks, and I'm not talking about talent on the roster. I'm just talking about what I've seen through five weeks. The Buffalo Bills are the second best team in the AFC. I, they the they scream to me, Alex. They scream to me, Jacksonville in 2017, though. And that's fine. they got a decent quarterback. Who? Yeah. I don't necessarily disagree with you. I don't. But through five weeks, who has looked better to you? Who has impressed you more? The Buffalo Bills or the Kansas City Chiefs? Okay. The Bills lone losses to the Patriots, <laughs> the best team in football. The Chiefs lost in prime time at home to a backup quarterback. I mean, kind of backup. You know what I mean by that. And I love Jacoby, and I think he's very good. But right. that's not a game Patrick Mahomes should be losing. The Colts were missing their two best defensive players. Darius Leonard didn't play in that game. Malik Hooker did not play in that game. Outside of that, the schedule, the the Bills had a slightly easier schedule, but the Chiefs almost lost to the Lions, who I know they're putting up some good numbers, but I don't think are a very good team. Uh, the Bills, as of today, and this can change, but as, as of today, as of the beginning of week six, the Bills are the second best team in the AFC based on what we've seen. 
I think it's I think it's crazy. <laughs> it's like yeah. I just and look, imagine, I, imagine I having understand. this conversation like four weeks ago, five weeks ago, even well, preseason. No, no, oh, right. Be- and I understand. I understand what you're saying, Alex. Like I, I get what you're saying. Like they have been impressive defensively, especially. I, I just that Kansas City team is defense is so bad, but like there's there's no chance that the Bills. I just have no faith in Josh Allen, so I just don't believe that the Bills can even keep pace with the with you know with the Chiefs to score the points that they need to score against them. I just but don't that, I don't that, see that happening. But I understand where you're going. Yeah, that comes back to my point with Jacksonville though, because if you remember that divisional round, would right. you ever have thought Blake Bortles would have went into Pittsburgh when they had the the killer bees and obviously they're you know the Chiefs are a much better team, I think, overall than than Pittsburgh was that year. But We've seen crazier things happen. That's why I was thinking yesterday, just watching, thinking about this Bills team. I'm like, they scream. They got Blake Bortles. Obviously, I think Josh Allen's a little bit better than him, but a game-managing quarterback that can make plays when he needs to. He's got a decent coach and a decent uh, team around him that just relies heavily on that defense. So let me ask you you this. Let's say Buffalo was going into Kansas City this week. Who would you take? Off a loss, I'd take Kansas City. I really would. But I, I think it'd be a much better game. And, and like I said, just just the circumstances, I don't think Patrick Mahomes will uh, repeat that. But he also is pretty banged up. Also, that ankle didn't look too and that's, good. And That's not going to get better. you got to remember that. That's right. not going to get better until he has time off. So either the Chiefs are going to have to sit him for some time or that ankle's not going to get time to heal. And I don't know which is, is a scarier proposition if you're the Chiefs, especially now that you have this loss. But Mahomes' ankle isn't just magically healing overnight. He's either going to need time off or he's going to have to get used to playing on it. And the way he plays, an injured ankle is going to drastically change what he can and can't do on the field. And well, I think, keep, too, they, they you got to yeah. keep him in the pocket, right? This guy is so good, and it's yep. crazy to think. When he when he's a, uh, has the ability to get outside, make plays on the run, like we've seen him throw 70-yard 70, 70 bombs on the run, like a shortstop deep in the hole, and, and drop it right on, right on Travis Kelsey or right at Tyreek Hill. That's the way you got to stop Patrick Mahomes. And like you said, that ankle is not getting better. You know how an ankle can affect, especially a mobile quarterback like him who likes to get outside. If you can keep him in the pocket, he, he mentioned it in his post game that, that the uh, Colts did a lot what, what the Patriots did in the AFC Championship game, contain him, make him make throws, collapse the pocket on him. I, I, I don't see it. I mean, obviously he's so talented. His arm talent's unbelievable. But if you can do that to him, you can limit him at least. Right. Against a guy like Patrick Mahomes, the key is you don't want to try to sack him. Like, you right. shouldn't be trying to sack Patrick Mahomes unless you know you have him because if you overextend and he breaks contain, that's when he makes all the magic happen. And 100%. the Patriots are so good at that, of knowing games where, okay, we're not going to try to sack this guy. We just want to keep him in the pocket or we just want to push him off this spot. They're, they're so good at, at finding that. And I know that's a whole analytics battle. Do sacks really matter? Are quarterback pressures more worthy than sacks? Do quarterback pressures not mean anything at all? But, I mean, just to get, just to get back to the crux of the point, as long as Mahomes is hurt and Tyreek Hill is hurt, that's clearly a very beatable Chiefs team. Right. Well, and, that, and, and I agree with you on that. I mean, if Mahomes goes down, you know, for any stretch of time, I, I mean, I have zero faith in that team even winning any games. I don't even know who the backup and quarterback is. But Chad Henney, so you're, you know, anything can happen when Chad Henney's your quarterback. Right, right. So that's the thing. I mean, it's like, come on, Chad Henney blows, and their defense isn't good enough to carry them, you know, for even one game. So, so I just I look at that and say, 
That's one of the worst defenses right. in the league. That defense may not be good enough to carry them with Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill fully healthy. Well, which is which is funny to me where, like, and I know this is – and actually it's going to lead into a little discussion uh, that I want to have about the offensive side of the ball for the Patriots. But with that defensive side of the ball, when you when you had guys like Jalen Ramsey and Micah Fitzpatrick available to trade for, I was shocked that the, that the Chiefs weren't all in on that because, for me, I look at that and say, well – yeah, like you're you're a few you know talented players on defense away from being the best team in the in the AFC and maybe even the league, but your defense is so bad that when you play the Patriots, you're not going to be able to stop them. You're going to have to beat them forty three to forty because you have no choice. And now, where the Patriots defense playing so well, if that doesn't happen, if you can't put up forty five points against the Patriots, you're going to lose because they will absolutely murder that defense and i was shocked that they didn't try to make some sort of move to bring in some elite defender it just it seems crazy to me and they lost d4 and didn't really replace him with anyone so it was just like your defense got even worse than it was last year and it was pretty damn bad last year no i agree with you and on top of that you have to remember they're gonna have to pay patrick mahomes 40 million dollars a year soon that's coming yeah they're also gonna have to pay tyreek hill soon that's on the way they ju- they just paid him. He just signed an extension in the uh, on the offseason, but he got, Hill, he that's got right. paid. They paid Hill. Sorry, yeah. you're right. They just paid Hill, but they're going to have to pay Patrick Mahomes. They and, and they paid him too. They paid Hill. They gave him the money he he deserved and got. Right. So, and and then they're going to have to pay Patrick Mahomes at least forty million dollars a year. So at a certain point, once you do that, you're going to start losing all these other pieces. You're going to start losing your offensive line. You're going to start losing these running backs. What happens with Travis Kelsey when his contract's up? They definitely can't pay anybody on the defense. So then winning is contingent on them hitting on draft picks, which outside of yep. Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, the Chiefs cannot do. So you look at it, <laughs> this is the Chiefs' window this year and maybe next year. That's their championship window. Because after that, Patrick Mahomes is going to cost too much for you to actually build a contender. And that's just the price right. of doing business with the NFL and all these idiot quarterbacks asking for the world and then they can't have any help around them and they wonder why suddenly the team's not competitive but you know like you were saying with the Chiefs why don't you go out and get that elite defender especially a guy like Jalen Ramsey who's on a short-term affordable deal this is your window once you pay Patrick Mahomes your chances of winning the Super Bowl drop they drop hard they drop fast if you're the Kansas City Chiefs you need to set up to win right now and I think there I think they might be in denial about it I think they may think, all right, once we pay Patrick Holmes and we lock him up, we can put this whole team around him. That's not how it works anymore. That's not how it works with these super contracts these quarterbacks get. You have to have everything else in place before you pay the quarterback. Because once you pay the quarterback, you, there's no more bringing players in. It's only players leaving. And that's what we're going to see with the Chiefs soon. Right. No, and it's it's a great conversation. And it's a great point. I think uh, it, it actually leads us well back into the offensive side of the ball for the Patriots. And I think, you know, um, I, I wouldn't even say receiving depth. I would just say pass catching depth is obviously an issue. Ben Watson clearly was ready to come back. And instead of bringing him back and activating him, they actually cut him um, obviously earlier in the week. So, you know, that was a little bit of a surprise for people. And my first thought was, well, if they're going to cut him, that means that they must have some sort of deal in the works or they must be thinking about – I think that it makes a lot of sense for them to make a deal. And like you said, I mean, you know, about the Chiefs, like the Patriots have a two, three-year window, and that's it. And, you know, maybe uh, uh, maybe Stidham will be the guy. Maybe someone else will be the guy. 
but Brady's only going to be around for the next few years. And, and so you really only have a few more years left of real championship contention. And you don't want to lose out on that because you weren't willing to give up a fifth round pick for Emmanuel Sanders. It's just like, you know, what are we doing? You know? And so, um, so I'm, I'm just curious about, you know, if you think there's any guys that they should, that they should target or any guys that you think might be out there. And again, that could be wide receiver. It could also be tight end. I mean, I don't know, maybe there's a tight end that, that is going to, is going to come available and they think, and they think it help out on the team. I'm not sure. Well, so first off, are we totally sure that they cut Ben Watson because they felt like they didn't need him? What, what do we know about Ben Watson in 2019? The guy's 38 years old. He's coming off yeah. of a retirement. He's coming off of a suspension. He's coming off of a concussion. Those are some major hurdles there. What if what if he wasn't as good as Matt Lacoste or Ryan Izzo? Yeah, and I like Lacoste. I, I really do, and I think he can bring something to you. We haven't seen him fully healthy. I think he's, you know, maybe not from a run. He's a decent blocker, but I think as a pass catcher in that offense with the guys they have around him. He's okay. I mean, Rob Gronkowski's no, he, not walking through that door. He's fine, yeah. Right. But, but my, my point being, everybody wants to make them cutting Watson into this thing where, oh, there's another guy on the way. What if Watson just wasn't good enough to make the team? This was essentially him making the team or not. He was not going to get cut out of training camp. They had the four weeks to keep him without the roster spot. That was going to happen, right? right. He wasn't going to get cut out of camp no matter how he looked. What yeah, if they, just, it was him not making the team? And they just held on him for these four weeks in case a bunch of injuries pop up. And right. they sort of have. But Izzo's been out there. Lacoste is getting better. I'm not convinced them letting go of Ben Watson is some part of some master plan where they bring in Stephon Diggs or A.J. Green or something. I just think, man, I love Ben Watson, but he's 38 years old. I just wonder if he can make the team, straight up. That, that's my take on that. In terms of guys they can bring in, Emmanuel Sanders is an interesting one. And uh, if, if you can really get him for a fifth round pick, that seems too good to be true. I know that report. I think he makes the most sense from his skill set and his ability. I think he'd fit well in this offense. And like you said, I think it, so, it just makes the most sense because they can do a lot, uh, you know, maybe give a little bit of a higher yeah. pick and have Denver give a little bit of more money on his way out. So it, you know, I think they can make it work with him. He's the most sense. Here's, here's the thing about that for me. And you can do that with any team. You can give him a higher pick, have him take more money. Yeah. Sanders does fit their offense very well, but Philip Dorsett, now he's hurt. Maybe this changes, but Philip Dorsett's been good in that role. Even Jacoby Myers can play that role. Where the Patriots' offense has really struggled to me is the red zone. I'd like to see them go out and get – I want to see them get a guy who fits a role that they don't have right now. Emmanuel Sanders, they have guys who can play that role. Sanders might be able to play it better, but they have guys who can play that role. I want to see them go out and get a 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, jump ball, wide receiver, tight end, somebody who's going to make a difference in the red zone. So I'm looking at a guy like A.J. Green. That's the guy I'd like to see them bring in. I don't know how realistic it is, but I'd like to see them. I, I know they have some size, but they don't really use their big guys like that. They're not throwing jump balls to Josh Gordon. They're not really running those red zone fades to Josh Gordon. A.J. Green you can do that with. So that's See, my I problem think. with Green is he – hasn't played at to to his ability. He had one game in December where he had one catch for seven yards. Then his last game, I believe, was October 22nd of last year where he caught like nine passes. It was his, you know, him playing to the best of his ability. He's coming off an ankle surgery at 31. He's got to come in, learn a new offense like the Patriots. I know they might, you know, dumb it down for him and he's a smart football player. He might, you know, be able to pick it up faster than others would, but 
I, I feel like for the cost of him, is is that too much of a risk for them to to, to really well, think that just, he hasn't really played football in a year? You just told me why he has no value, and now you're asking me about the cost. If you can get Emmanuel Sanders, like Emmanuel Sanders to me is worth more than AJ Green right now. If you can get Emmanuel Sanders for a fifth, you should be able to get AJ Green for a sixth or a seventh. And, I mean, I I do it for a six, but I feel like just with the name attack and and the way you know Cincinnati wants to rebuild, I don't I don't know. It, would you look Cincinnati, maybe a, Cincinnati maybe a wants fourth? to rebuild around AJ Green? They're idiots. No, obviously right. not. They're they're looking to get rid of him, and I think Eifert from Cincinnati, which is the next no, point, maybe no, because no, you know, I'll tell you what's going to happen. He's going to play two great games. And he's going to shatter his leg. He's yep. going to get hurt. Yeah, yeah that, that's yeah. Tyler Eifert. Any fantasy owner I, would know from the last couple of years. Well, they <laughs> no, the, the I, I, two I of them. Green, the learning the offense thing is a concern, but like I said, I really just want to see them get get somebody who helped them in the red zone. I think it's Muhammad Sanu. Green. Mm, I I still think Green. I think at this point, given his size. He can essentially be a, a hybrid wide receiver tight end. You can use yeah. him in some of the ways you use Rob Gronkowski. You don't need him to be a guy who's playing 65 70% of the snaps. You can look at him to play 20, 25% of your offensive snaps, mostly in the red zone, down on the goal line. That's where I would do it. Now, overall, would I make a move? No, I wouldn't. I, as far as I know, and they would obviously know more than me, but as far as I know, Nikhil Harry's scheduled to come back right after the bye. Yeah, and I he can be that guy. He absolutely can be that guy. If you trade for somebody, then you bring in Nikhil Harry. Then you you're, you have to start cutting guys you don't want to cut, and you're stunting Harry's growth and all that. I don't make a move on the Patriots. The only thing I might go out and get, honestly, is a running back. I may I, I floated this the other day, kind of as a joke, and then I went back and looked at it, and I didn't totally hate the idea. Offer the Redskins a seventh round for Peterson. And, and, and see if that does something. Because their running backs are banged up. There's a young group. They could use some experience. They could use a guy who's durable, and they could use a guy who can run between the tackles. And you know Peterson's going to be motivated if he comes here. That is – I'm not basing that on anything, on any reports, on anything I've heard. I'm just saying with, with Burkhead banged up, and they seem determined to not play Damian Harris, another running back wouldn't be a bad idea. And I think you could get a guy with a lot of experience in Peterson – for next to nothing, and you see if you can get one last drop out of him. That was just a, a fun idea I had the other day. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point about about Peterson. I think it makes sense uh, if you can get him for, for nothing. I mean, I don't know if he can really bring anything. I don't understand why they're not playing Harris, but, um, you know, who the heck knows. But just to go back to the, to the receiving. Go ahead. They don't play rookie running backs who aren't first-round picks. They don't. No rookie running back has played 16 games on the Patriots, who's not a first-round pick. James White had 15 touches his rookie year. Shane Vereen had, I think, 12. Right. They don't play rookie running backs. Nothing against Harris. It's just what Belichick does. Right. I wonder, too, if it has something to do with the pass blocking, too. I, I don't know. But um, but just to go back to the wide receivers just quickly, um, you know, Green, for me, uh, is a no. I, I just think, uh, to quote Ivan Fears when he was talking about Patrick Pass, that boy is as soft as puppy poo. He just... He's going to get hurt all the time. He just, it's not, to me, I, it's not worth it. I, I just don't, and maybe Nikhil Harry's like that because he's already been hurt a few times too. But, you know, at least I think you have to give Nikhil Harry a shot. He's a first-round pick. And you look at what the Lions did with Gaudi last year where it was like trial by fire almost where you're just going to go out there and we're going to, and we're going to throw the ball to you and it's not going to be pretty every time, but we're going to work that chemistry in. So eventually you're going to be the number one receiver. I don't know if Brady's going to push that much on him, but I do think that, 
it makes sense for them to to try to get him to contribute. You look at what Malcolm Mitchell did in 2016. I mean, it's definitely possible that a, a rookie wide receiver can come back in after being hurt, you know, in the preseason and make some uh, and make a difference, you know, in the season and and even in the Super Bowl. So obviously different different players, but I think you're right. I mean, if they if they are depending on Nikhil Harry and they feel like he's enough, then that's okay. Um, I just I'm nervous about Dorsett being uh, relied upon as a number three receiver where he's getting like legitimate QB two coverage corner two. You get, you get what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you've, you know, you've seen Dorsett, what happens when he gets an uptick in snaps. It's he's not the same. He, we saw a little bit in Buffalo, right? I mean, he got a lot, a lot of looks because they were banged up. Edelman was obviously coming off the rib injury. Didn't get much, didn't, didn't get as many looks as you know, he normally would. And Dorsett really did nothing. I think he obviously came into that game. Um, Really catching the last what was it like thirty five targets in a row, and you know dropped dropped that one versus the Jets. We all know he caught, and then he went like had like two catches on nine targets versus the Bills. So we know what happens when they give him a higher role. He's a perfect three four complimentary guy to Edelman Gordon. I think that that's his perfect role. I mean, you don't want him uh, facing any high level competition. You just don't. And so, so anyways, look, they'll be fine defensively. They're so good. Offensively, they're great. Um, I'm sorry. De- offensively, they're going to be fine. Defensively, they're fantastic, and so you know that'll play out over time. Um, you know, and I, I we don't have anything to, anything to worry about this week for sure. So, one thing we did want to bring it up before we let you go, Alex. Um, yeah, was uh, Nick Wright was on here? Oh, not on here, uh, but on uh, on we don't ESPN. Want him on here? Are you kidding me? Get that guy out of here! <laughs> I, I, I won't come back as a guest if you guys have Nick Wright. <laughs> so him. he was on ESPN talking about how uh, you know Jacoby. And Jimmy G and Brady, you know, obviously were on the same team, and now they're all starting quarterbacks in 2019. And Brady's playing the worst out of any of them, which is just such a stupid take. But nevertheless, put put aside the stupidity of Nick Wright for a second. Let's say that you're starting a team, a starting a franchise from scratch right now, today. And I told you you were like a middle of the road, possibly in the playoffs, but not necessarily in the playoffs. And you had to choose one of the three quarterbacks. And give them whatever contract. Well, I don't know. I don't know about whatever contract you want to do, but but a reasonable contract. Which of the three quarterbacks are you taking, and why? So is it is it just for the year to add to my team, or am I starting a team from scratch for like you know looking at the next twenty years? Well, it's up to you. So you're starting a team from scratch, but you can do it where you can you can just well, say, all right, said, with Brady and, and not. You said I'm adding a quarterback to a middle-of-the-road maybe playoff team. If that's the case, I need to make the playoffs this year. I'm taking Brady because he's the best of the three. But if I'm starting a team and I can pick one of those three quarterbacks and I need to get this team over the next 20 years, making competitive for the next 20 years, I'm taking Jacoby Brissett because Brady's going to make them very competitive for two to three years, but then you don't have him anymore. And, one, I don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to stay on the field. I don't know that he's right. necessarily going to play – there's more games than Brady over the next 20 years. I really don't. And Jacoby Brissett, everything we hear out of India, dude's just an incredible leader, an incredible captain, an incredible presence, and I think that's big. I think that's a huge reason that he's succeeding there. You go back to the win over the Chiefs, and you just look at how calm and collected he was that whole time, that whole game, just methodical, everything. You could tell he picked a lot of that up from Tom. So, if I, I mean, if I have to win one game, if I have to – put together a team for one season obviously i'm taking brady brady's the best of the three and it's not even close 
But if I had to start a team and, and you know, I need a long-term quarterback, I'm taking Jacoby over Jimmy, which I guess is the, the, the hot take here. But, again, I don't know what Jimmy Garoppolo can say on the field. I don't. Even when he does, I don't know that he's that much better than Jacoby Brissett. I really don't. Yeah. I'm not a big Garoppolo guy. I've never been a big Garoppolo guy. I give. give I agree with you, Jacoby. Alex. Yeah, I agree with you. I would go with Jacoby Brissett. And, you know, if, you know, it depends who my backup is. If I have a good young, you know, star in the making, you know, a good, good enough quarterback to lead a team and lead an offense and make throws, I'll go with Brady for two, three years to, to serve as a mentor, kind of like Jacoby was, you know, just soak everything in, be a sponge around him. But I agree. I think J- Jimmy Garoppolo is getting so much credit for this Niners start when they are just absolutely pounding the ball down there, you know, down their opponent's throats. You know, he hasn't been, I mean, he's made the throws he's had to, he's been, you know, kind of a game manager for him so far this year. I, I haven't been overly impressed with Jimmy Garoppolo and I've been way more impressed with Jacoby Brissett for the reasons you mentioned. He's a great leader. He's improved mightily ever since he's been in the league. I mean, there's not a lot of, I, I don't care how bad the chief's defense is. In that atmosphere, in that stadium, you know right. how hard it is to win, especially primetime. He went in there and just – it was like a piece of cake for him. I think that guy's just calm, cool, collective. Like you said, got a great personality to him but knows it's business, leads by example. I, I agree with you. I'm going with Jacoby Brissett. I really am. And I'm a Garoppolo guy. I, re, I am. I, I think he's great, and he, you know, he was fantastic for a little bit of time. But I, like you said, I don't know if he's going to be able to stay healthy enough in this league for the, for the style he plays. I, I like the arguments, and I like you guys, but, but you're nuts. You have to go Brady. You have to go Brady. I don't care if you're starting a team and it's an 0-16 team. You have to take Tom Brady. He's the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL. And not only that, but think about the money you're going to make just Tom Brady. I mean, it's Tom freaking Brady, for God's sakes. And so you figure where, out the quarterback position say, on, as you on. go. Where did I say it wasn't taking Brady? I was talking <laughs> I'm talking 20-year outlook here. I, I obviously Brady's the best of the yeah. three. No, no, I know, I'm but I, I'm saying I don't even care. 20 years, 50 years, I don't care. Like, even if I only have Brady for two more years and Brissett's going to give me 10, I, I'm still taking Brady simply on the fact that it's Tom Brady and I can figure it out. And, yes, if my quarterback play dips afterwards, which it's obviously going to, then it does, but I, I think I have a better chance of finding another another uh, Jacoby Brissett in the draft. Although I like him, but I uh, you know I like him a lot as a matter of fact. Um, but I do think that for me, it, it, it's Tom Brady all the way. And I know you said that, Alex. I, I'm just kind of giving you guys a hard time, but but to I, me, you know, yeah, I, I start with Brady, and and even if it's a you know even if it's, a, it's like you're an idiot because you're going to go three and thirteen. I'm like I don't care. Tom Brady's on my team, you know. Yeah. So, um, I think that I think that about does it, though. I mean, I think we're uh, I think we're pretty much done. We've had a lot of fun. I've had a lot of fun, Alex. You threw out some hot takes tonight, and I like that. I appreciate that. We it's always been, appreciate. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Always We've had do. some good conversation. Anytime you want to have me yeah, on, guys. It has been. Alex, right. before we yeah, let thanks, you go, uh, we like to we like to have our guests kind of um, you know plug themselves. Let people know where they can find you, where they can find your work. Uh, you do a great job on social media, Twitter. Uh, right. You know, you do a great job on the, on CLNS, the video you and Evan do in Sierra. So plug yourself, tell us where we can find your work. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at real Alex Barth, B-A-R-T-H. 
and on clnsmedia.com, follow at PatriotCLNS as well. That's where we'll aggregate all my stuff, Evan's stuff, all of that. Very nice. Very nice. Yes, definitely do that. I have to give a, a shout out to Sierra. I don't know if I've done this on the air before. I did this when we had Lazar on. But uh, I, I got press passes once, one time, and I was the idiot who didn't bring a phone charger. And uh, and so a combination of one of the f- photographers from the globe and Sierra letting me use her computer, I was able to charge my phone up to like 15% so it didn't die during, <laughs> during the event. It was just, it was a disaster. But, you know, but it was really nice of her laptop. So quick shout out to Sierra for, uh, for helping me out. Appreciate that. There you go. All right, Alex. Well, so, thank you right, so thanks. much for coming on, man. And we'll uh, we'll be in touch soon. I know you know we we always talk, and uh, hope hope to see you soon, brother. And and all, all the best. Sounds good, guys. Take all right, care. see ya.